for the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Brian Peacock of the Locked On 49ers podcast and the Peacock and Williamson podcast about the 49ers 31-13 win over the Falcons and the jockeying for playoff position in the NFC. The 49ers solidifying their spot into that sixth seed now at 8-6 and six for a team that started 3-5. and five. They've won five of their last six games. The defensive line is playing the best it's played all year in Jimmy Garoppolo. Ten touchdowns, just three interceptions in his last six games. Also, Debo Samuel on his way to a record-breaking season. All things we can talk about with Brian Peacock. Who joins me next? Today is Wednesday, December 22nd. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Brian Peacock. He, of course, covers the San Francisco 49ers and does a podcast, the Peacock and Williamson podcast, as well as the Locked On 49ers pod. Peacock, what's going on, man? Nice 49er win on Sunday. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Hope everyone's doing well for the holiday season. Yeah, big win for the Niners and uh, somewhat of a, almost too easy of a win, walking away with a 31-13 victory over those Falcons. And, and things are going all right for the Niners. And, and they did well, aside from the first 10 seconds of the game in all phases, pretty much. I would say the number one takeaway for me in this game is that, and not just the number one, but something that stands out to me is after they beat the Bengals last week and they needed Jimmy to throw the ball 41 times, but he threw it like 16 times or something in the fourth quarter in overtime. So the balance was pretty good. What stood out to me in this one was they put away a team they were supposed to put away using the the formula that they've used to win so many games, running the football, not turning the ball over an excessive amount of time, and getting to the quarterback and keeping a clean pocket for Jimmy. To your point, it seemed like they were pretty clean in in most all phases of the game, and the way the defensive line is playing, extremely encouraging. Absolutely, and one of the big keys on that D-line, yeah, they, they won up front, and, and that was the number one thing. They easily won both lines of scrimmage, and that is always going to be huge, and you're able to run the ball and play complementary football and keep the opposing team on their heels on offense and, and make them one-dimensional. And that's exactly what the 49ers did, but focusing on the defensive line, we all know how good Nick Bosa is, and he's been dominant coming back from an ACL and 15 sacks on the year now, but it's always that much better when he gets a little bit more help, and in this one, even though Arden Key did get the, the penalty, which I'm sure most 49ers fans did not agree with when he landed on Matt Ryan, and then he got to him again and tried as hard as he could to put up his arms and, and roll off and not get the penalty flag, but having Arden Key give you a little bit of extra pressure there. Samson Abukam got in there with the sack and he hasn't been much of a presence this year since signing as a free agent in the offseason. Getting Nick Bosa help is such a huge key for the 49ers defense and when you see those games where it's either Key or Armstead or DJ Jones or one other player at least giving him some help with the pass rush up front, it just makes everything go and and really hides some of the problems and some of the, the depth issues they're having on the back end of the defense. What's incredible, 15 sacks in 14 games, and what's alarming is T.J. Watt, 17 and a half, and he's played like 12 or 13 games. He's played fewer games than Nick Bosa's played, which is just insane. I mean, really, he's making the entire defensive line better. They're helping take pressure off of the uh, the secondary, which has not played extremely well to this point, and that's obviously a younger secondary, and they're banged up. But in comparing Nick Bosa to the record-breaking sack year for the 49ers, the, the franchise record that Alden Smith set years ago. Is it more impressive what Nick Bosa is doing because of, and I don't want to take anything away from the defensive line for the Niners now. They've played extremely well, but there's no Justin Smith there creating a hole for Nick Bosa to break through. It's not DeForest Buckner on that defensive line. Are you more impressed with what Nick Bosa is doing, or is it just all around, it's all just incredible play going back to Alden Smith? I think you're onto something there, and Alden Smith really played so well next to Justin Smith and Justin Smith doesn't get the credit he deserves for how good he was and taking on blocks and sometimes just bear hugging two guys and saying okay 
loop underneath Alden. Uh, you've got a free lane now because I'm taking up two of these dudes. And he was so good at that. And they were so good together. And you could really see it going back two years in 2019 for the 49ers defense with Buckner and Armstead. That was his big year in his contract year, getting 10 sacks because there was so much help. And who do you double? You can't double the rookie and Bosa because you've got Buckner there and you've got a healthy D Ford uh, on the other side. And so having much less help on the defensive line this year. You're seeing how much more difficult to spend for Eric Armstead to get to the quarterback now without three or four really good pass rushers at a time. And Nick Bose is still playing as good or better than he did as a rookie coming off of an injury, just doing it all by himself and getting chipped and doubled and held on every single play. It's been pretty remarkable to see what Nick Bose has been able to do this year and uh, not getting quite as much help as he got a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely on his way to a, a comeback player of the year. Do they do that for defensive and offensive? Do you get like a Joe Burrow or a, or a Dak Prescott and a Nick Bosa in that award? Do you know? I think it's only one, and uh, you know how it goes with quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd be shocked if Nick Bosa gets it just because of the position he plays, even though he absolutely deserves it. Although Burrow and Dak aren't quite putting up the impressive numbers that they did for a while, but I'd be shocked if Dak doesn't actually win it. I'll tell you what, I didn't see Joe Burrow out there sacking Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there was one clear winner in that uh, former Ohio State matchup, and it was definitely Nick Bosa. Yeah, you might get Joe Burrow to admit that Nick Bosa deserves that award, too. So the Debo Samuel thing, we talk about it every single week. It's hard to put it in perspective because it's quite literally something we've never seen before. Seven rushing touchdowns now. I think he's up to six consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. He would be the first player since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 as a wide receiver to lead his team in rushing touchdowns. He's got two more at this point than Elijah Mitchell, who missed last week's game. We'll see what happens on Thursday and if he's able to go out of the concussion protocol gets the knee right. But every time you see Debo out there, I thought what was impressive in Sunday's game was him running between the tackles. Frequently they run little end arounds with him. He'll come off the edge. He beats guys off the edge up the sideline and gives him maybe a little bit more protection where he can step out and doesn't take the big hit. But we saw him run for a couple of big gains, including a touchdown through the tackles, uh, like right through the the, uh, the offensive and defensive line. Uh, how impressed are you with what you saw from him on Sunday? I will say Kyle Shanahan nearly threw a perfect game on Sunday, except for leaving Debo in to take those carries between the tackles with five minutes left in a game that was well in hand for the 49ers. Unnecessary hits probably for uh, your star offensive player right now in Debo Samuel. So maybe take one of the one or two of those rushes away. But uh, it's been remarkable how smooth Debo Samuel is as a true running back lining up in the backfield. He is just magical at getting around the corner and changing speeds and that burst he has when he sees the hole and just seeing the hole and having vision as a running back in the back. Field. I think that's one of the big hurdles for someone who's playing out of position like that is seeing the field and seeing the vision, seeing the holes when you're in between the trees there. And Debo Samuel is so good at that, and he's so good at getting the corner. I don't know how he does it, but he finds a way to get skinny or, or get stout when needed. It's pretty remarkable. He is the best carrier of the football, I think, in the NFL right now, receiver or running back. I mean, if you gave him a full season as a running back, it would be just as impressive as a full season as receiver for Debo Samuel right now. It's it's remarkable what he's able to do. So are you saying that it's not a perfect game because he was in there late and he was taking hits? Is that the, the one sort of hang-up you have with the play calling? 
that's about it. And Kyle Shanahan is still living in his head. He's talking about how he lost a game down 14. And look, this is the guy, this is a head coach who lost a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator when he was ahead 28 to three. So you could see why that would maybe, maybe wear on him a little bit more. And he'd be more reluctant to sit his starters than some other coaches might be late in a football game. But Nick Bosa, uh, you know, sat for a second because of some concussion protocol stuff earlier in the game. And he was out there on the very last snap of the game with 30 seconds left, kind of unnecessarily to me. Um, if any of those players got hurt, which they didn't, they skated through. So good on the Niners. But yeah, just Debo Samuel, seeing him get a carry with less than five minutes left in the game, right up the middle into 300 pounders, probably not the smartest thing, but Kyle Shanahan's out there trying to win a stinking football game. Sort of pulling off of that, but sticking with the offense, going with another receiver here. I think every uh, fan base probably has problems with draft picks, right? Everybody's got a, an issue with whether or not they've been traded, what they've been used on. Everybody's got their idea of where it should be spent. And then you get guys like Juwan Jennings, who have emerged as a true weapon for them, not just in the red zone where they're throwing to him. He's had a couple of big catches over the last couple of weeks, had a touchdown catch in Sunday's game, three for 28. But I've been really impressed with what he's done as a blocker. And George Kittle hit on this, saying that the wide receiver blocking right now in the run game is as good, if not better, than it was back in 2019 when he felt like they were at the tops of the league. You're a film guy. You watch this stuff. You break it down. What have you thought of Jawan Jennings, and how would you evaluate his emergence in this offense to this point? Well, the one thing I'm not surprised at all about with Juwan Jennings is toughness and strength. And he was a physical presence in college and he would hit you and he would dole out as many hits as he took as a receiver. And, and there was one famous play that I remember the screenshot of Juwan Jennings at Tennessee. And uh, it was a play where I think he took a short pass and ran it in for a touchdown. And even though he's not super athletic, he's pretty good after the catch because of that physicality. And he's got pretty good feet for a big man. But there was probably six or seven defenders that were just laying on the ground after he was done. It looked like a, a tech mobile play where Bo Jackson's running through and, and, and players are bouncing off of him. And, and uh, so he's always had that physicality. So using that as a blocker is really, I think, impactful for the 49ers. And you essentially have a bigger slaughter, you know, a borderline tight end in some plays when he's in the game because of what he can do. And he's got soft hands and he's physical and, you know, he's not super athletic, so he's not going to win much on the outside, but he's got some size to pull down balls like he did last week on a back shoulder throw. So just such a good find for the 49ers. And I have been critical of some early draft picks in the first three rounds or so. The 49ers uh, have had some sketchy draft picks and uh, maybe it looks that way again this year. And we'll find out it, it, none of it will matter if, if, you know, Trey Lance is, is amazing. And however many, I think any team with a star quarterback would give up three first round picks in a heartbeat for that player. So we'll see on that front, but they've been so good in the later rounds, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, finding players that are built right, that have the right mentality. And it's amazing every single year, they keep plucking those guys away. And I don't think Juwan Jennings is, is going to be a future starter or anything like that, but he's a nice role player who's absolutely tough and physical and will block you and, and can make some plays and make some catches. And who knows, maybe he's your next Kendrick Bourne type of player for Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's a great call. That's kind of the player I think of uh, is Kendrick Bourne after they lost him. And he's having a nice year with the Patriots, too. But uh, he's out there blocking and, and doing sort of the same thing he did here, uh, making a few big catches and uh, and helping guys in the run scheme on the outside. I don't know if it's too early to start thinking about playoff matchups. Obviously, three games to go on the season. I'd say they're all three winnable games, but a couple of tough ones on the road in a short week in Tennessee this week. Uh, wh by the way, what do you make of the Titans? They're a team with nine wins right now. They're obviously not the same team, not quite as dangerous. Teams aren't stacking the box against them without Derrick Henry. Henry. Ryan Tannehill has struggled a little bit. This is a game where it feels like the 49ers should go in and really give them a fight, but you wouldn't be surprised if they don't play a perfect game and they fall short. How would you evaluate the Titans at this point? 
the Titans are in a bad place and their offense has become almost non-functional with that, which you would expect. It's it's much more difficult. Life is tough right now for Ryan Tannehill without Derrick Henry, the 2000 yard back from last year, without AJ Brown, Julio Jones is, you know, you probably wouldn't have expected him to play hundred percent of the snaps and you traded for him because of his injury history, but uh, it's just not the same without those guys out there. And I would imagine they're not any more healthy after a short week than they were this week without any of those guys on the field. And they might have a chance to get healthy for the playoffs and they might be a team that you're facing at the perfect time for the 49ers in January. Maybe they're trouble if they get all those guys back. But right now, without those players on the field, their offense is really sluggish and it's really a problem. And we saw it against the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend, only mustering 13 points. And I know it's a tough draw for the 49ers to be traveling east on a short week. Those away games on Thursday is nearly a scheduled loss in a lot of cases. But we saw the Kansas City Chiefs this week go west and have a nice long travel and still win on a short week on the road. So the 49ers can do it. And I think right now they're absolutely a better team and in a much better place and playing much better ball than the Titans are. It's just really hard to project a win for a team on such a short week with three days rest to travel east and go win a Thursday night football game on the road. One more thought for you here on the way out. We talked this whole time about 12 or 15 minutes here. I don't even think I mentioned the, the word Garoppolo, right? I don't even think I said his name uh, in this in this hit with you. Over his last six games, the Niners are 5-1. and one. He's thrown 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's gone back-to-back games now without an interception. He's completing 70% of his passes in that span. They started 3-5, and five, and now they're 8-6. and six. He's playing really good football. It's already prompted the conversation. How could you get rid of a guy who's playing this well and go to Trey Lance? Well, you've invested three draft picks, three first-rounders in Trey Lance. For you, is this Jimmy Garoppolo performance all just building equity or building a value for what you can get for him in a trade, or do you think there's anything he can do here short of winning a Super Bowl that would get him back for next year? I don't see any way Jimmy Garoppolo comes back as the starting quarterback next year, and I think the better he plays, the more you're able to get in trade, which just kind of solidifies that. It almost helps you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo if a team starts to say, oh, yeah, maybe we will dangle that first-round pick that you gave up to get your quarterback of the future. We need a quarterback, and, and when you have Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe you're kind of looking around, seeing what else is out there. If you are in a really bad place and you're a team like the Steelers who has a good defense and uh, you know a great running back and and just has old broken down quarterback and can't win games you start to get pretty antsy of finding a quarterback that you can win games with and you can definitely win games with Jimmy Garoppolo especially when he's playing as efficient as he was Sunday and it might have been his most efficient game of the year and so uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has his flaws obviously but he's also you know a really good quarterback and when he's throwing darts and not throwing the ball to the other team like he was Sunday you know um, with complimentary football being played on the other side it's really hard to beat the 49ers and I could see a team wanting to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers really made that decision last March when they traded up to number three you got to go to the rookie quarterback next year I just don't see any way Jimmy Garoppolo's back and the better he plays the easier it'll be for the 49ers to move on in my opinion because you get more in return I don't think uh, it's any surprise that as the pieces around him have played well and gotten healthy, uh, he's been able to play complimentary football. That's what's been so great. And by the way, you could see him go to the playoffs here and, and throw the ball eight times in an NFC championship, and people would be like, yeah, no, they don't trust him. They they want to get rid of this guy. So, Brian, always good to talk to you, man. Always fun catching up and talking 49er football. Have a great New Year. Have a great Christmas. And when we talk to you after the New Year, dude, might still be regular season football. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe some postseason football for the Niners. And I didn't yeah. think this would be that case uh, early in, in October. So it should be a lot of fun. Always a pleasure and happy holidays to you, Copes. 
Great stuff from Brian Peacock. Make sure you give his podcast a listen, the Peacock and Williamson podcast, or the Locked On 49ers pod. Always giving you great stuff throughout the week, leading you up to the 49ers and the Titans on Thursday night. That's going to do it for us in the update for 2021. We will be back in 2022. I believe our first show back January the 5th. So everybody enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy the new year. Let's get into 2022 uh, with a couple more 49er wins and a nice safe start to 2022. So everybody, thanks for listening and riding with us all year long. We'll be back with you on January 5th. Until then, enjoy the holiday. We'll talk to you next month. Mm -hmm.